service. Disgraceland is brought to you by Disgraceland All Access. Disgraceland All Access membership is your chance to support the show and get ad-free listening, an exclusive scripted episode every month, and exclusive bonus content every week, plus access to an always-on chat with me and your fellow discos. Visit disgracelandpod.com slash membership, or just click on the link in the show notes for this episode. Hey guys, thanks for checking out this bonus episode. Before we get into it, I wanted to fill you in on all the great content as usual that we got going on this week. Here in the Disgraceland feed, we just dropped a brand new episode on Scott Weiland of Stone Temple Pilots and Velvet Revolver. Got a rewind episode coming tomorrow on the MC5 uh, over in the Badlands feed. Got a rewind episode from the archive on Dennis Hopper, the senior feed right now, and another on Robert Mitchum coming tomorrow. Also have a brand new episode of our show that we do for uh, children, for families, uh, Music Land Stories. You can find that over in the show's feed, Music Land Stories, right now. So with all of that, let's get into it. Hey, discos. Need a little more Disgraceland in your life? just a touch to get you through? Yeah, me too. This is the podcast that comes after the podcast. Welcome to Disgraceland, the after party. Welcome to the Disgraceland bonus episode, a little thing we like to call the after party. This is the show after the show, the party after the party, the bridge to get you from one full episode of Disgraceland to the other, the backyard to dig into the dirt. On this episode, we are talking about, among other things, Scott Weiland, the MC5 in the memory of Brother Wayne Kramer, and of course, your voicemails, texts, DMs, and more, and as always, a whole lot of Rosie. All right, discos, let's get into it. All right, this week in Disgraceland, a brand new episode on Scott Weiland, lead singer for Stone Temple Pilots, and uh, later, of course, with Velvet Revolver. This is one of our most requested subjects that we've had uh, over the years from you guys. Uh, this Scott Weiland, definitely an artist that you've been excited about us to cover. Uh, Going back all the way to the beginning, I was psyched that we were finally able to bring this episode to you. It's a dark story, really, really dark, actually. Scott Weiland, of course, super talented dude. Um, took a lot of shit for the first Stone Temple Pilots debut album. I was one of those people giving him shit. Uh, it got them labeled as a JV Pearl Jam. But of course, uh, Scott Weiland and his band, the boys in Stone Temple Pilots, they got the last laugh because they made killer records, especially that third record, the tiny music from the Vatican thing there. I'm, I'm fucking up the name of it. I'm recording early and uh, my brain's not fully working right now, but you know the album I'm talking about and you know the demons that Scott Weiland was dealing with uh, all the way through, a lot of demons. One of the craziest revelations in doing the research from this episode comes from Scott's memoir, which he wrote about four years before he died. Uh, died of an overdose, of course, in 2015. 
And, you know, according to the memoir, his demons literally manifested themselves right in front of his eyes and trapped him in his bathroom. Um, of course, he's, you know, when he when he depicts this, he's deep in the throes of drug addiction. Uh, but still, it's a wild, wild story that we were uh, very excited to get into and depict in audio. If you have heard this episode already, and I know a lot of you have, um, the reaction was was quick, it was swift, it was overwhelmingly positive. I can tell a lot of you guys uh, dug this episode. So let me know what specifically you liked about it. And I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on Scott Weiland, 617-906-6638. If you have not heard the episode yet, go check it out. And again, give me a call, 617-906-6638. Scott Weiland is one of those dudes who was tremendously talented. And, you know, as I alluded to at the beginning, Getting here or briefly mentioned, um, when Stone Temple Pilots hit, they were kind of a JV pro jam. I mean, they were their own thing, but they were they were definitely the victim of bad timing. And I don't think they were deliberately trying to uh, steal from any of the Seattle bands, which was the rap that they got. I think they just happened to get famous really, really quick in the infancy of their band before they had the time that most bands have to sort of woodshop, uh, work out their sound and become who ultimately they become on that first album. Um, they did that all just in public. And you, you, the results were you, you get to see them warts and all, and you get to see them before they were fully formed. I think that's what was going on with Stone Temple Pilots. And you hear them fully formed, in my opinion, on that second album. But for me, uh, uh, most excitedly uh, on the third album, that's, that's where I, I sort of went, hmm, all right, I need to reconsider these guys. And now when I hear stuff from the second album, when I hear like Interstate Love Song, come on the radio, I'm, I'm turning that shit up. It's just, it's undeniable. And then of course, him as a front man, just what he was on stage. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube and I encourage you to check it out. And, and some of it's great, some of it is not great. And a lot of it is uneven. And I think, you know, when you're looking at the live stuff that's uneven uh, out there on the internet, the live performances from Stone Temple Pilots, uh, what you're seeing is the effects of the drug use. And it's really sad because that guy, you know, he was still, I feel like still uh, forming as an artist, as all great artists do. Uh, it's, it's an ongoing evolution and he's just gone, went too quick and we didn't get to see what he was fully capable of. And that is a disgrace. 617-906-6638. Where does Scott Weiland stand for you guys in the Pantheon, in the top five list of 90s frontmen with Eddie Vedder, with Kurt Cobain, with Lane Staley, with Chris Cornell, with whoever else you want to add to the mix let me know how do you rate them you can only you only get five and that's a lot five's a lot okay i only listed like six there so i may have already done the homework for you but where does scott fit in that list let me know 617-906-6638 voicemail and text also this week in addition to scott wyland we have a rewind episode coming for you from the archive this rewind episode is coming tomorrow it's on mc5 uh this one isn't that that old we originally released like 10 months ago, but we're bubbling it back up here to the top of your feed to honor the life and legacy of Wayne Kramer. Brother Wayne, one half of the MC5's two guitar onslaught with Fred Sonic Smith. Brother Wayne died uh, last week at the age of 75 years old, pancreatic cancer. Uh, it's sad. It's very sad. 
Wayne Kramer, of course, as I as I mentioned at the end, I think it's at the end of our episode, uh, he established with his wife uh, and Billy Bragg, great musician Billy Billy Bragg, he established a foundation, a nonprofit called Jail Guitar Doors USA uh, in 2009 to donate instruments to inmates and offer uh, songwriting and music classes uh, to prisoners in prison, workshops for prisoners, music workshops for prisoners in prison. It's a big part of his legacy. I'm sure if you had the opportunity to ask him, he'd tell you that it was as big of a part as MC5, the incredible proto-punk band that he uh, was one of the leaders for, I'm sure he would tell you that that nonprofit Jail Guitar Doors was uh, just as important uh, to his legacy and his memory as was the music that he made with the MC5. And I encourage you uh, to, to search them out um, donate to them if you're if you're feeling feeling so inclined. If you want to honor the legacy of Wayne Kramer and the MC5, great organization. And you know, I'll just say this: first time I heard MC5, I literally could not believe what I was hearing. It had me worked up into a complete frenzy. I wanted to break things. I wanted to crash my car. Uh, you know, I was ready to go to jail. It was that It was that over-the-top energetic and exciting. And if you have not heard MC5, uh, just, you know, uh, just start at the beginning and just go from there and you will not be disappointed. And listen to our episode, all right? Because I feel like it does a damn good, damn good job of depicting who that band was uh, in the historical context of the late 60s. Uh, 617-906-6638. Uh, you know, when it comes to proto-punk bands, there's really, I guess, I, let me see, there's, there's MC5, uh, Stooges, of course, Velvet Underground, I throw the Sonics in there. And of those four, New York Dolls, five, of those five proto-punk bands, Sonics, New York Dolls, Velvet Underground, MC5, and the Stooges, how do you rate them? Who's number one in terms of influence on the punk scene that came a couple years later in the form of the Ramones and the Clash and the Sex Pistols? If if we're rating those proto-punk bands, MC5, Stooges, Velvet Underground, New York Dolls, and the Sonics, what is your list? What is your top five list? Who sits at the top? I want to know. 617-906-6638. I also want your top five 90s front men. You can hit me at Disgracelamp Pod on Instagram, on X, on Facebook, on YouTube, on TikTok, and disgracelandpod at gmail.com. Uh, that's how you email me. I'm going to take a quick break, come back in a flash. We'll do some emails, some texts, and some voicemails from you guys. Hey, Discos, it's Jake here. Thank you so much for listening to Disgraceland. Your support truly means a lot to me, and it's because of you that my team and I are able to make this show. If you want more Disgraceland, if you want more regular interactions with me and the community of Disgraceland listeners, or if you simply want to listen to the show ad-free, go to disgracelandpod.com slash membership, or just click on the link in the show notes for this episode. For just five bucks a month, you can listen to every episode of Disgraceland ad-free. 
Plus, you'll get one brand new exclusive episode every month. You'll also get weekly unscripted bonus content, special audio collections, and early access to merch and events. There are two ways that you can support the show and become a member at disgracelandpod.com slash membership. You can sign up using Patreon and listen to the show ad-free on Apple, Spotify, and most other major podcast platforms. And Patreon members also get access to all the other perks of membership and an always-on chat where I'll be interacting with you and diving deeper into the world of Disgraceland. But maybe you're currently an Apple Podcast subscription listener and you want to just tap into all the bonus audio content and ad-free listening that we're offering. We're also offering this membership as a premium channel on Apple Podcasts. However you choose to join, all you got to do is go to disgracelandpod.com slash membership. Support the show for just $5 a month, five bucks, or sign up for an annual plan and get two months free. Come join me and your fellow discos at Disgraceland All Access by visiting disgracelandpod.com slash membership. Six one seven nine zero six 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 three eight. We are back. That's how you get in touch with us on voicemail and text. You can email disgracelandpod at gmail.com. And of course, at disgracelandpod on all the socials. This email comes from uh, Hangnail Slim. Great name. And uh, the subject matter is thanks from a new listener. The message says, Dear Disgraceland team, just wanted to thank you for your great work. I recently made a blues pilgrimage to Clarksdale, Mississippi with my fiance. She's not much of a blues fan, and I wanted something to help her get a sense for why I'm so nuts about the genre. Searching for a good blues podcast, we found your episode on Robert Johnson. We listened to it after dark on a long late night drive through the South. And by the end of the episode, she got it. The enduring appeal of the blues had inspired me too, so much so that after our Clarksdale trip, I started a Substack page where I post original lyrics and articles about blues. You can check it out here, and that's hangnail.substack.com. Guys, if you want to check that out, Hangnail Slim, in addition to having a great name, you've got a uh, pretty cool fiance there to go on that uh, musical adventure with you. Happy to hear you had Disgraceland to accompany you. Um, I want to direct your attention, Hangnail, to our Skip James episode as well. It's another uh, episode we did from the blues world, which I think you will dig. Thanks for the email. Happy to have new listeners. I got a feeling there's a lot of new listeners uh, from the action we have going on on Instagram at Disgraceland Pod. We're pulling in a lot of more followers there and um, pretty psyched to have you guys. If you have questions on specific episodes, if you're new to Disgraceland and are like, what the hell is going on here? This is a bonus episode. It is not the full episode. If you want a real episode, a full episode on one particular artist, we have a massive archive uh, with episodes, like I said, on Scott Weiland, on MC5, on Tom Petty, on Robert Johnson, on Skip James, on Taylor Swift, on Cardi B, and on and on and on. So hit me up and I can help you out. Voicemail and text 617-906-6638, as I mentioned, or on the socials at Pod, or you can email me as uh, Hangnail Slim just did there. That's DisgracelandPod at gmail.com. Guys, we're doing a contest and... Uh, you should get in on this. Listen, uh, today we've launched, or a couple days ago, I should say, we launched a new contest, which includes a chance to win your very own Disgraceland story. All right. You heard that right. We're going to memorialize one of your experiences by giving it the full Disgraceland treatment. 
featuring a fully produced five-minute story narrated by me on the after party. All right. If you want us to share it, we'll put it on the after party as well, but then we'll also give it to you in a file and you can keep it. This is whatever you want it to be, okay? It can be that time you were you were in high school and you went to see Stone Temple Pilots and you're driving home with your boyfriend and you didn't realize he had like a quarter pound of weed in the in the in the trunk or something. You get pulled over by the cops. Next thing you know, you get arrested, you get thrown out of your private school. I don't know, whatever the hell it is. Anything. Okay, it can be anything. It can be you listening to Duran Duran for the first time, uh, you know, in, in your bedroom as a teenager. It can be you going to your Taylor Swift concert on the way. You're with your friends. You're having a blast. It can be that simple. It can be whatever the hell you want it to be, and we will make it into a mini little Disgraceland episode. All right. If you want to win this contest, here's what you got to do. You got to go to DisgracelandContest.com right now. Drop your name and your email and enter for free. Uh, three more winners are going to get a custom voicemail greeting from me. Okay. If you don't win the grand prize of the Disgraceland podcast episode about you, you're going to get a custom voicemail from me, greeting from me that you can use on your phone. People call you up. It'll be me talking to them, welcoming them to leave a message for you. And everyone who enters, everybody who enters automatically unlocks a Disgraceland illustrated poster that you can download. So you get that no matter what. Hit up disgracelandcontest.com to get in on the action. All right. There you go. There's the promo. I really hope a lot of you respond. This is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to doing it. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, some stories you guys have that we can tell. And uh, I, as always, appreciate your listenership. So thank you very much. All right. Let's get into some voicemails and some texts. 617-906-6638 as I pull up the voicemail machine. Let's check out this voicemail from Bear in the 904. What's up, Jake? Barry from the 904. Good episode on Wyland. Um, kind of made me sad. I'd seen that guy, uh, and STP several times. They're phenomenal lives. Um, I was just, yeah, because of the personal connection, kind of sad to hear, uh, his backstory and all that. But it was stuff I, as a lifelong STP fan, stuff I'd never even knew or heard. So, uh, thank you for adding that, uh, that new insight for me. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Disgraceland. Out. Bear, what's up, man? Thanks for the message. Appreciate you. Appreciate uh, the fact that we were able to get a seasoned STP listener like yourself on the hook and keep you there for the entire episode with some new information. Uh, thanks for calling in and letting us know. Let's check out this voicemail from The 573. Hey, everybody. Uh, I just wanted to go ahead and start off with saying the podcast is on fire. The Disgraceland, thank you. Thank you. Moving forward, if you will, I wanted to go ahead and piggyback onto your dime bag Daryl slash Pantera salute, man. Um, I've, I've called in with the story prior. Maybe it wasn't the right time, but this is legit shit, man. 14 years old, first concert of my life. Um, outside of the time I went to Ronnie Millsap with my mom at an amusement park. Um, but that doesn't count. I was only five. The only one I ever bought tickets to that is my first concert was a band called Skid Row. And they played 18 and Life. And I knew what that shit was. It was all over MTV, right? Well, check it. The opening band is something called Pantera. And my buddy Jesse Lee decides that we will not be in the back of this venue. We will not be little boys held at the whims of the crowd. 
the 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 kid gets me up to the front of the goddamn like we're at the we're at the barricade. We are right in front of Dimebag Daryl, baby. Dimebag Daryl sees two little guys, and he proceeds to go to his keg beer area, which was apparently really close. And and, and I'll be at this is late eighty eighty nine I do believe I was fourteen it was eighty nine. This is when Super Stoker Squirt Guns first started, and he would fill <laughs> two barrels full of keg beer at these Super Stokers, and he would come up to us and just be like, hang in there, little dude! And he would unleash, like, a huge spray of beer on our faces from Dimebag Daryl's beautiful, beautiful Super Stoker, and then he would just go play, like, you know, the most amazing solo that you have ever heard. Like, I don't even know if I remember what Skid Row did that day. It was dying back. Hang in there, little dude. We love you, Disgraceland. I hope this makes the air, but if not, I get it. <laughs> All right, that was a long one, 573, but I played it because it was a good damn story, and it really gets to the character of who Dimebag Daryl was. For those of you who don't know who Dimebag Daryl was, he was, of course, a guitar player for Pantera. We just re-released our archive episode on Pantera a couple weeks ago, and uh, that... That story tracks, man. That tracks with everything we researched about Dime. I've never met the man. I know a lot of you have. Uh, just that's just seemed to be an incredible guy who was taken from us too soon. I really appreciate that story. Thank you so much. 617-906-6638. If you guys want to share any stories about any artists you've met, any artists you've had any interactions with, any of the artists we've covered that you just have some sort of special connection to that you want to talk about with me, by all means, hit me up. We'll get into it. Um, you don't have to have met them. It can be just any sort of, any sort of, like I said, connection that you might have. 724 writes in with this text. Hey, Jake, it's Anthony. Heard the new Icons trailer, and I'm excited to see where this goes with the new direction and more options for people to cover. Not sure if it will be up your alley, but I've been going down the rabbit hole of the Heaven's Gate cult lately and their leaders. I was also showing my girlfriend this YouTube who might just be the most documented person in the world. And believe me, it's not normal stuff. Their moniker is Chris Chan and mate, it's a fucking ride. Not sure I understand that moniker bit there. Anyway, excited for the new season. Super excited for the Lane Stanley episode. Hope it all goes well in later days, mate. Anthony, um, yeah, man, perhaps, perhaps we'll get into the cult stuff. Uh, 530 writes in, hey, it's now 2024. We need more punk and hardcore, old and newer. Black Flag with Rollins against me. Where's the Modern Lovers episode? Evan Dando and the Lemonheads, Mastodon. Um, Good, good questions, good selections, all. I really want to do the Henry Rollins episode. Um, I really want to do the one about his buddy Joe. Is it Joe Hill who's murdered? But I don't know, something just feels like Rollins has covered it so intimately. Normally that's the type of stuff that draws me in, but there's something holding me back. Mastodon, I've met those guys before. Uh, they won't remember this, or maybe they will. They uh, moved into the town I lived in, in Clinton, Massachusetts, back when they were getting started. Uh, it's no uh, stretch to say that me and my bandmates um, inadvertently kind of were responsible for this little hardcore mecca in our hometown of Clinton back in the 90s, late 90s. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was us and we, we would put on shows there. We had a friend who was a big promoter and we, we opened for Fugazi there. Uh, Today is the day ended up moving into town. <laughs> Steve Austin from Today is the Day. For those of you who know hardcore, will know what I'm talking about. And I 
think Steve is what caused Mastodon to move into town for a brief period. They were recording with him uh, all in our little our little uh, mill town of Clinton, Massachusetts. And I'm not sure what kind of episode we could do on Mastodon, but uh, I'm excited to check it out. 617-906-6638. Terry from the 313 writes in, what's good, Jake? Would love to hear you tell the tale of Soul Train creator, the legendary Don Cornelius, who killed himself. I did not know that. I didn't know Don Cornelius killed himself. That is, uh, that's that's kind of messed up. I wonder what that story is. Uh, Amanda writes in from the 765. Hey, you're asking for suggestions and I have one. How about John Wayne? Thank you so much for doing such awesome podcasts. I'm a truck driver and you've kept me awake many nights with your entertaining content. Keep up the good work. You got it, Amanda. Thanks for driving hard for us out there. We appreciate you. Uh, John Wayne, perhaps, perhaps. We'll see. 617-906-6638. Appreciate you guys. Hit me up on the voicemail. Hit me up on the text. If you're not following us on Instagram, you're missing now an entirely different facet of this show of Disgraceland. We've been releasing these one minute videos over there and they have caught fire. People are loving them. We're bringing in all these new listeners, including, and and then over on Instagram, bringing over to Instagram, some of you who have been listening to me for years but didn't know we had an Instagram account, which I don't understand how that's possible. The point is, <laughs> we've got like 50,000 followers on Instagram. That's not a lot. We've got a lot of room to grow, and I can see we're growing every single day. Um, but I just want you to know, you're missing out if you're not over there following us. You're missing out on a lot of content. Uh, some of these stories you're going to know, you're going to recognize them from the podcast, but not in this format, not in the video format that we're doing it over there. So please go to at Pod on Instagram and give us a follow. Follow us everywhere for that matter, TikTok, X, YouTube, Facebook, but especially these days over on Instagram because we are unleashing uh, a, a deluge of, of video content over there and you're going to want in on it like all the other kids. Okay. 617-906-6638. Going to take a quick break back in a flash. All right, welcome back again, 617-906-6638. You guys can hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as I mentioned, disgracelandpod at gmail.com to email. Let's recap, shall we? Number one, right now on your feed, a brand new episode on Scott Weiland. Number two, coming tomorrow, a rewind episode on the MC5. Number three, over in the Badlands feed, we got a rewind episode on Dennis Hopper and another tomorrow on Robert Mitchum. Number four, next week in the Disgraceland feed, a brand new episode on The Clash. That's right, The Clash. Are you ready for this? I'm not. Number five, my number is 617-906-6638. Call me on the telephone or send me a text. And number six, remember, no one cares about the music that you love more than you do. And well, that's a disgrace. All right. My moment of bliss from 1994, an incredible year for albums. Going to do it a little different this week. Going to read you the number one albums in and around June of 1994 when Stone Temple Pilots Purple debuted at number one. Okay, here we go. May 14th, The Division Bell, Pink Floyd, Columbia Records. May 28th, Not a Moment Too Soon, Tim McGraw, Curb Records. June 4th, The Crow, Original Motion Picture Soundtrack, Atlantic Records. June 11th, 
The Sign, Ace of Bass, Arista Records. June 18th, Ill Communication, Beastie Boys, Grand Royal Records. June 25th, Purple, Stone Temple Pilots, Atlantic, July 16th, The Lion, Elton John, Soundtrack, September 17th, Quit talking and start mixing. Cut it.